Hey, Bard listeners. If you live in New York City and love the public library, we need your help. This past fall, our public libraries sustained deep mid-year cuts that forced an end of seven-day service and reduction of our materials and programs. We're now facing more budget cuts for the coming fiscal year. Libraries across the city stand to lose $58.3 million in funding. If these cuts are not reversed, we may have to reduce materials and programming yet again, including further reductions to our days of service. As many as half of all New York City libraries would be open only five days a week. The good news is you can help. Send a letter to city leaders telling them that you support the library. It's easy. It only takes 30 seconds and you can do it now. If you live in Brooklyn, go to BKLYNlibrary.org slash standup, all one word, to fill out the form. If you live in any of the other boroughs, you can send a letter on behalf of Queens Public Library or New York Public Library. Learn how at investinlibraries.org. Thank you so much for your support. Hey, Adra. Hey, Virginia. So I was just looking at my library savings calculator. Um, wait, the library has a, a calculator to help you save uh, for like future <laughs> financial things? No, um. actually, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> but um, what I'm talking about is this really cool tool. Um, if you go to bklynlibrary.org slash library dash use dash calculator. Okay. Um <laughs> And you input like how many books you've read, whether you attended library programs or listened to audiobooks. Um, and it tells you how much money you save by like not buying those things. And guess how much I saved by using the library this year? Um, it's like $200. No, $1,162. Oh, wow. That's much bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Incredible. Um, so, well, here's why. I'm an avid audiobook reader. Um, I probably read like 40 books a year on my Libby app, and I check out like 10 ebooks and maybe like 10 to 15 physical books a year. And that's, you know, 10 to $20 per book, depending on the format. And then I use our databases like JSTOR for research, like actually for this podcast and a few events. So it really adds up. Wow. I mean, I want to try it out. Hold on. Let's pull that up real quickly. Oh. Okay, so I see there's also like if you put in the meeting room hours that you used and like public computer hours that you use, database searches, reference assistance. That's what I do all day. Your your time that, is worth that money. My time. Okay, yeah, I definitely am gonna check it out later. Amazing. <laughs> and there's some categories of things that we loan out that aren't even on this calculator yet. You know, we have telescopes and board games, which you can check out from the library. And now we have vinyl records. And that's just a BPL. I mean. When you think about it, across the country, there are really amazing libraries of things popping up at different public libraries. Yes. And thank you, Adra. That's a great segue um, because we today want to revisit a very short episode we produced about just this, the libraries of things. That was my very first borrowed appearance, actually all the way back in season two. Um, we've come a long way. And listeners will get to hear our co-host emeritus again, the famous Chrissa Corbett Kavoris. You're listening to Borrowed, stories that start at the library. The number one circulating item in the Berkeley Public Library system is a string trimmer or weed whacker. Dan Baringhelly is the supervising librarian at the Taria Pittman Hall South Branch in Berkeley, California. That branch is home to one of the nation's oldest continually running tool libraries. It's in its 40th year. We have some larger tools like table saws and cement mixers, and we've just started collecting um, 
smartphone and tablet repair kits, as well as bike tools. You might be surprised that you can check out a book and a hammer from the same place. But Dan says that having tools at the library makes a lot of sense. Libraries are all about getting people the tools they need to get things done. Uh, Somebody did a demographic survey of us and found that we most accurately reflect the entire spectrum of Berkeley. That last voice is Adam Broner. He's been working at the Tool Library for the past 28 years. Apparently the courage to try something new uh, it is outside of any other demographic. <laughs> and if you're in the Canadian province of New Brunswick and you want to try something new, you might want to visit the Fredericton Public Library. My name's Julia Stewart. I'm the library director at the Fredericton Public Library in Fredericton, New Brunswick. So our weather here in New Brunswick is very similar to Maine. Um, So we have long, cold winters with lots of snow, and getting out and embracing that cold is just really part of the culture, the the fabric here, for sure. So snowshoes were sort of a no-brainer. The library has 37 pairs of snowshoes you can borrow. And you you can run on them. I mean, we get a ton of snow, right? So it makes walking in the woods much more enjoyable than trying to slug through it with your, with your boots on. And if you're looking for another winter activity, but one that doesn't require snow at all, maybe stop by the Bolivar County Library in Cleveland, Mississippi, to talk to Emily Bell, the library's director. I've never heard of another library that offers the Santa suits. And honestly, because this is the first library that I worked at, It never dawned on me that it was a unique collection. That's right. You can get a Santa suit from your local public library in Cleveland, Mississippi. Okay, Santa suits have got to be pretty unique. I have another one for you. This next library is international, and it's been going on for 19 years. And it's an interesting one because the books actually come to the library voluntarily. Uh, Because they realize that they have something to offer uh, and they'd want to be on our bookshelf. Founder Ronnie Abergel is talking about the Human Library, an organization that connects people to other people. You just show up at a specific location at a specific time and check out a person for 30 minutes. You can ask them whatever you want. Borrow the police officer and ask about police brutality or discrimination. Or, or borrow, borrow a Trump supporter and ask them what they're thinking of. We need to sit down and talk and start somewhere. And the rules are really simple. They're like the rules of the public library, except... In this library, in our library, you don't have to be very quiet. Uh, In fact, you shouldn't be very silent. But other than that, we expect you to bring the book back in the same condition. We expect you to bring it back on time, and you can't take it home. It's a pretty fantastic idea, and the Human Library has partnered with communities across the world. Because we know that books can open our minds. But by asking people to be books, the hope is that a conversation can encourage us to be a little bit more open-minded about each other. That was part of an episode we produced in 2019. And listeners, I checked, and all of those libraries are still loaning out human books, tools, snowshoes, Santa suits, plus the Bolivar County Public Library now lends out Mrs. Claus suits, elf suits, and an Easter bunny suit. I mean, I have to admit, libraries are pretty amazing. Listeners, you know it. I know it. Virginia knows it. (laughs) 
But I think we should say there's a lot that happens at the library that isn't about what you check out and it can't be quantified. The communities formed at the library are so important. I mean, I just started running a graphic novel book club exclusively for adults, and we've developed this really amazing community of people in their 20s and 30s. I mean, it's just been really amazing to see us all come together over this shared love of graphic novels and talk about life. That's so cool. Um, Yeah, I mean, the library really is a refuge for so many different kinds of people. Um, I teach a podcasting class at the Teen Tech Center at King's Highway Library. And these young people are, first of all, so smart. Um, And second, they're at the library every single day after school, just hanging out or using the computers for homework or art projects. And not to out them, but a lot of them don't even have library cards. They're just coming to the branch to have a safe and fulfilling place to be. So, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you know how libraries fill in so many gaps for so many different people. I mean, I just said it, but we are preaching to the choir here. You Bard listeners, you know what's up, but we're talking to you today because BPL is in a bit of a tough position right now. Citywide, libraries are facing a potential $36 million reduction in the city budget, which would mean fewer hours at branches, less programming, and fewer books if these cuts go through. We can't be there for all New Yorkers if our doors are closed. Yeah, but we have the opportunity to do something about this. Um, So city leaders will be negotiating the budget throughout the spring and will finalize it on June 30th. So before then, we need you, our listeners and our patrons, to stand up for libraries by sending letters to your elected officials, sharing your stories, and getting the word out about how important libraries are. If you live in Brooklyn, go to bklynlibrary.org slash standup, all one word, and you can find a template for a letter to send to your representative. You can also calculate what you save by using the library with that fun tool that Virginia and I used at the start of the episode and encourage your fellow library users to do it too. And if you use New York City's other public library systems, there are links on that page Adjoa mentioned to advocate for NYPL and QPL. Um, And if you have the means, you can donate to help us make up this budget cut. Again, that's all at BKLYNlibrary.org slash stand up. And if you don't live in New York City, and we know many of our listeners don't, use this opportunity to find out how you can help your local library. We'll put links to the library systems we mentioned on this episode and our new Library of Things webpage at BPL, where you can check out vinyl records, telescopes, musical instruments, board games, and more. Adra, I just checked, um, and we have over 500 board games that patrons can check out. That's wild. I know. Wait, where are we storing all those? Um, At like six of our library branches. They're kind of home base for these board games. You can check all of that out on our website. Borrowed is brought to you by Brooklyn Public Library. This episode was written and hosted by me and Adra Aduse. Virginia Marshall produced the episode. Our Borrowed advisory team, it's Fritzi Bodenheimer, Robin Lester-Kenton, and Damaris Olivo. Jennifer Prophet and Ashley Gill run our social media. Our music composer is Billy Libby. Meryl Friedman designed our logo. Until next time, let's all stand up for libraries.